Hello, everybody. Howdy. Welcome to the Lore Lodge. Welcome. We've oh, actually well, relocated. <laughs> we are now in Stockholm. It's very nice. Well, that's Kazakhstan. Well, now you've now you've gone and done it. Well, the, now you've gone. I and used done the it. phrase, but I didn't intend it to be used <laughs> in the same uh, accent. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, do you think they've all seen Borat? Highly unlikely. If y'all haven't seen Borat, you got to watch Borat. It's certainly a film. It is. I don't. I feel like, as someone who went to school for, for film? film, are you suggesting it's not a film? It's a. It's something. It's, it's more of a mockumentary, actually. Yeah, it is a mockumentary. Yeah, which is a film. Have you seen the? Have you seen Borat two subsequent movie film? I've not. Oh, it's horrible. Really? Oh well, you know what? Made, what the charm of the first Borat was is that it went after both sides. Right, you yeah. went and you he sat and made fun of you know American conservatives and the South, and then he went and made fun of feminists, and it was just you know hitting all the angles. Yeah, he made fun of everybody. Yeah, and then the the second one is entirely just the right is bad. There's there's no mocking the left, and it's you know it falls flat for that reason. I mean, I don't know what happened because have you seen have you seen the dictator? No, it's the same way as Borat, where oh, really? there's no good guys. Like, yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen, my guy, come on, do better. But the reason the reason I went to that angle of it was actually to tie it into the subject of today's video. Oh, 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 that's right. Uh, yeah, Bohemian Grove, which um, is one of those situations where, what? <laughs> what was that for? What was I don't know, that? I was just, you know, excited about my, my genius. Oh. Yeah, because... Bohemian Grove is also a both sides are bad. Oh yeah, yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, although it's it's mostly, I, I will admit, it's mostly Republicans. Um, this yeah. is this is more of a Republican thing. Yeah. Uh, just off the bat, I, I am going to say that I know that our audience tends to be center to leaning right. Um, th this this is this is not a good look for the GOP. Um, no. Granted, it's not as bad a look for the GOP as generally I think people expect it to be when you look at the conspiracy theories versus the verifiable information about this organization. Yep. But of course, the one I'm talking about is the one that's in the title, which is the Bohemian Grove, which of course is the summer property for the Bohemian Club. The Bohemian Club started out in San Francisco in the late 1800s as a journalistic establishment for young men involved in journalism and the arts to go and meet and talk in places that were not quite as noisy and bustly as your average public bar. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is the late 1800s, secret societies and, um, you know, just elite gentlemen's, like, men's clubs are kind of becoming a thing at this point. Yep. Because it's just the way that society works. They start this little thing up. It's all based in bohemianism, and bohemianism is an ideology that developed in Europe and came from France to the United States. It was very common with artists, musicians, poets, people who lived itinerant lifestyles and often did not make enough money to settle and have their own property. Sensible, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when it got to the United States, it became very popular in New York City. Um, because New York just takes all the fun things from the world and commodifies them into senseless commercial garbage. Having just been there yesterday, it's not that bad. I will never like New York. Also, having lived there for four years, it's not that bad. Aiden, I went there in 2018 and a cheeseburger cost me $16. Yeah. 
How much is a cheeseburger at Great American Pub? Like 13. Not that much different. Yeah, but that's like a full cheeseburger. This thing was like a patty and cheese. And it wasn't even good. Okay, wherever you went was a horrible place to get burgers. <laughs> that was a bad showing from New York. <laughs> I can confirm that. Um, but anyway, go on. Uh, the, the, the burger is never worth 69. And this was, this was five years ago. This was before pandemic and inflation and all of that. I was just there. I got a burger for like 15 bucks and it was a good one. Right, so. All right. Well, you know what? That's anyway. <laughs> anyway. You know, moving beyond it, pretending uh, we, for the sake of this video, we'll pretend that New York is a valid place to exist um, and not a travesty. And, uh, you know, you know what New York is? It is a bigger testament to the hubris of mankind than Phoenix, Arizona. Why is Phoenix, Arizona? Because nobody should be living in the desert like that. Oh, yeah. They don't have water. <laughs> there uh, is no reason for that city to exist. I will say New York is a testament to just the hubris of excess. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's a huge, massive city, and it makes you realize that, like, it's only good for visiting unless you're doing something that requires you being there because there are so many different bars and restaurants in New York mm -hmm. that you could go to a new one for every meal, mm -hmm. every single day, mm -hmm. and live for 100 years and still mm -hmm. not go everywhere. Yeah. I've been to a bunch of them. There was some weird Chinese food. I had the best dumplings of my life from a restaurant that simultaneously served the worst chicken I've ever had. Yeah. It was weird. Yep. But as I was trying to say, uh, New York took bohemianism and then spread it across the country. And by the time it reached San Francisco, it wasn't really about being lower class and, you know, kind of vibing out in the itinerant lifestyle with the other itinerant people. You know, it, it was about status and about pretending to be something that is cool instead of actually just being something cool mm. um the result was that the bohemian club formed as a group of about a dozen journalists involved in the art community and they started at this place called the astor hotel that was in san francisco and it pretty rapidly grew we get membership lists from the 1880s that have a hundred and some people and then not much later we've got lists that have 500 some people mm -hmm. and then eventually by the 1930s we're looking at gatherings of 20 2000 to 2500 so the club grows rather rapidly and then cuts itself off at about 2500 members that's that's the big one why are you looking up the f4u corsair right now because the first super chat we got was asking me which is my favorite model and i want to make sure that oh okay i i thought you were just having a moment no i wasn't <laughs> having one of my moments but i appreciate the fact that you like <laughs> yeah no i look over and this man's like f4u corsair yeah <laughs> well someone doing get, i'm gonna get to that question later but i want to make sure that the one that came to mind is actually accurate but anyway please go on okay <laughs> membership grows rapidly and it begins to bring in the likes of mark twain and oscar wilde and theodore roosevelt who is an honorary member but yeah you start to get these you know these people in there who are no longer just kind of lower middle class these are some elites and the reason that they start to let all these elites in is because those guys have money and that money pays the tab and pays for rent and for the new Redwood Grove that you've all just decided to buy for your two-week jubilee that happens every year. They do that. Uh, it's in the 1880s that they start to do these summer retreats. 
And those summer retreats initially are kind of all over Northern California in the Redwoods. They just take whatever site is available, but they eventually decide, you know what, we should buy our own spot. What we want to do is we're going to go and buy our own property. We're going to set up our own thing. That's going to be the end of it. Mm -hmm. So the reason they bought the Grove wasn't necessarily to do anything secret, but to have a consistent location for what was becoming a central part of the club, these summer excursions. That starts in the... I think they start doing the Grove thing every year in the early 1900s. All of the exact information's in the video we put out last Friday. I just want to give you the background so we can start talking about the more conspiratorial stuff that we couldn't talk, talk about in the, the Friday video, because the Friday video, of course, has to be as factual as possible. Mm. Here we can get a little, a little funky fresh and talk about some of the, the more esoteric aspects and the, uh, the symbolism within the symbolism that I couldn't prove. So that's what I want to get to. Yeah. But I have to explain how this club originated because it's pretty much a social affair where you have people going and publishing the activities of the Bohemian Club. And everyone wants to know what the Bohemian Club's doing. Everyone wants to, you know, look at this. It's like the Met Gala. It's it's a big thing for the people who aren't in it for San Franciscans. Mm. And they start to bring in people from all over the world. You've got the Crown Prince of, I want to say, uh, Crown Prince of Sweden. I think that was right. Yeah, Crown yeah. Prince of Sweden is in the club. Um, you know, we're we're looking at a level of membership here that's starting to rival the Illuminati. <laughs> like in terms of status and importance in in the actual world outside of the club. And then in 1933, for some reason, they go dark. Mm -hmm. They don't publish lists of guests, they don't publish lists of members. They give a very 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 limited account of what's going on what the club is up to. Uh, and it's believed that this may have something to do with the way that they were being received during the Great Depression. Because all of this opulence and excess that was going on, these people who, I think it was in 1932 or 33, no, it was 19, yeah, 1934 or 35, I think, they purchased a new clubhouse for 22, the equivalent of $22 million. Mm -hmm. Um... Spending $22 million on a clubhouse while people are starving in the streets, while the unemployment rate is 25%. Yeah, wait, hang on. I just want to do that. I want to see if the inflation calculator goes back that far. Uh, it does. Why? Are you trying to see exactly how much money it was back then? Yes. I think I think it's equivalent of $22 million, not $22 million back then. Oh, okay, got it. Because I was going to say, if it was $22 million back then... No, I'm pretty sure it's $22 million in today money, because $22 million back then would be an obscene amount of money to spend on a clubhouse. Um, yeah, I want to see... Yeah, that would be $674 million yeah, I, today. I don't think it would. I'm pretty sure it's equivalent <laughs> 20... If you want to look up what 22 million of today's dollars would be in yeah. uh, 1934, I think. Um, 971,000. Yeah. So still a lot of money. An average price of a home around here. <laughs> yeah. And, and think this is all while people are unable to get work. This is during the Dust Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is one of the worst times in modern history to be alive. And this group of rich men are buying up $22 million clubhouses and 
redwood groves just so they can go party. So people were not super happy with this. It kind of felt like, you know, these people could be helping the community, but they're not. It was not super popular. Probably why they stopped publishing. Except that in 1936, they start, or it's 1937, they start publishing again. It's different. It's, it's less detailed. Yeah. And then in the 1950s, it stops altogether. They're no longer publishing guest lists. They're no longer telling you who's even in the club necessarily. Uh, there are internal memos that have lists of members that you can find. But they're not, they're not out and about saying, look at all the super cool people we've got in our club. It's not that anymore. Because public opinion has shifted. Yeah. Uh, also, in the 1940s, it is rumored that the Manhattan Project was planned at Bohemian Grove. Because if there was one place where they could talk about all this stuff away from prying eyes, it was going to be that Redwood Forest. Now, it appears that they went to the Grove to discuss if that's what happened during the off-season. So they went in September. No big groups there in September. Mm -hmm. So if there's a place that they knew they would be alone, with nobody there to listen, no devices, no nothing, it was going to be that Grove. Yep. So far as I can tell, there are pictures of the S1 committee at Bohemian Grove together. In September of 1942 or 43. Mm -hmm. uh, but the only other evidence I could find for that on the, the open internet was a New York Times article mm. suggesting the same thing yep. from 2010, I think. Uh, as we know, journalists, not the most reliable people in the world. So I was I was not, uh, not going to just take that at face value. So I said it may or may not have been planned there. And honestly, whether it was or not, doesn't really matter. Not a huge deal. What is a huge deal is that in the 1960s, they started having discussions there that we know about that were about the future of global politics. Mm -hmm. These discussions are not generally published. They appear, when you do find the titles and the contents, mm -hmm. to have influenced policy decisions. And it's not necessarily that these conversations are going on that is a problem because obviously these conversations have to happen. Mm. It's that they are deliberately being kept secret from the public, but not within the halls of government. So people are taking government secrets and doing it outside of the government. Didn't, and then, uh, I, what, didn't we like investigate people for doing things like that? Yeah. Isn't that like against the law? Yeah. It's, it's not okay. ideal. Uh, you're not supposed to discuss kind of those kinds of things. Like these people were absolutely discussing sensitive information that they were not allowed to be discussing. Yeah. That's absolutely the case here. That's not really up for debate. Um, and then in the 1980s, we get a guy named Helmut Schmidt, who was a West German chancellor. What he says is that when he came over here, what he saw was the formation of an intellectual politician class, people who never actually ran for office, but operated through people who they knew and could influence who did run for office. So it was suggested that this is where presidential candidates and senators were selected, particularly for the Republican Party. Now, a an identical thing may exist for the Democrats. I'm not saying that this is something that the Republicans do alone. Yeah. The reason this one is, is so high profile is because of the cremation of care ceremony, which I'll get to in just a second. But sounds like something vaguely reminiscent of one of the newer Minecraft blocks. <laughs> what? What? I haven't played Minecraft in like a year and a half. Uh, rhymes with sleep date. 
we'll talk afterwards because I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Helmut Schmidt said there was a class of intellectual politicians who never actually run for office but operate through elected officials that mm. they influence. And that there are institutions where these people work when not in office mm. that they then basically, that's their safety net. Is they go into office, they do their job, they do as they're told, they come back and they get a good paycheck. Well, as you mentioned in the video on Friday, revolving door. <laughs> but it's it's weird to see the revolving door thing codified mm. in the account of somebody from Germany who came here just to observe. Yeah. It's, it's like reading de Tocqueville. I think I say that in the, the episode because you read de Tocqueville's accounts of early America mm -hmm. and it's it's not necessarily that it's different from the American accounts. Yeah. It's that you're getting an outsider's perspective that's kind of showing you the difference between how this is talked about versus how this is perceived. Yep. It's talked about as just being, you know what? Ah, we're just talking. We're just, you know, relying on each other's wisdom. It's perceived as... This is a shadow government. And if even the Chancellor of Germany is looking at it going, this is a shadow government, then it's kind of weird to look at normal people who say, this looks like a shadow government, and call them conspiracy theorists, is it not? I mean... It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's hypocritical. Yeah. Because... You can't have the high-profile, high-power people doing it. I mean, if you look at Nixon, he had less kind things to say about it. Uh, yeah. I can't use the exact term on YouTube, but he said it was the gayest damned thing he'd ever seen. Um, and it was the 70s. And he did not mean in the sense that everybody was cheerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also was the 70s. Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, it's believed that there was a lot of homosexual behavior going on at the Bohemian Grove and that it declined during the 80s only because of the AIDS crisis. However, a lot of that information comes from gossip columns, which are notoriously unreliable because they're basically somebody writing in and then somebody taking it at face value and saying it happened. Mm -hmm. um, so the gossip columns are where all of the allegations of homosexual behavior come from, with the exception of Richard Nixon. <laughs> um... So I think Richard Nixon saw some saw some stuff happen. Um, at the same time, it doesn't seem like there's any kind of, you know, that being forced to happen. Like a lot of people have suggested, this is one of those things where in order to be admitted, you have to uh, have relations with another man or something like that. Uh, this is also something that is said about Freemasonry, and I will confirm right now that that is not the case. Uh, <laughs> There is there is nothing about that involved in becoming a Freemason, and for that reason, I'm inclined to believe that there's nothing about that involved in becoming a member of the Bohemian Club. Would I be surprised if a group of people interested in the arts from San Francisco included gay men? No. no. Would I be surprised <laughs> if back in the 70s when homosexuality was extremely taboo still, if a small gathering of people going, you know, specifically of, you know, elite status... <laughs> Who didn't want to be in the public eye doing things that you know they may want to do normally but they're mm -hmm. not getting the opportunity to do because they would have been crucified yeah if you came if it turned out that you were gay in the 1970s it was yeah. your career was over so definitely, <coughs> definitely plausible yeah i think a lot of people forget like how big a deal it was for freddie mercury to come out as bisexual like 
that he was genuinely concerned it could ruin his career that the queen would be over i think a lot of people forget how recently it's been normalized I mean, yeah back, it's been less than 10 years since it was legalized and you know 2015 but before then even then and a little bit afterwards like the the general public was not a fan mm -hmm. it took like a couple decades of normalization through media of having like gay characters in large sitcoms yep. and roles for people to like begin to get comfortable correctly even, even when it was legalized there was less than 50 percent popular approval for it yep. um now of course it passed and it's been pretty okay yeah, <laughs> like, most think, people realize it's like just, i don't think that was a really big deal no. um it's like yeah gay people are getting married now okay it's like okay cool that's, good for that's, them that's, like all right um but of course like like we said back in the 1970s that was a big deal and when you consider what this is and the number of high profile powerful people and the fact that they tended to invite guests one of the theories has been that this was designed as a way to compromise people um that you would get all of these politicians into one place you, a lot of alcohol a lot of young men around there's some descriptions of the people there that are written by bohemian club visitors or members that are rather homoerotic um you know describing like young lithe bohemians on horseback uh who are shirtless and you're sitting there like uh-huh this is not really how a straight man would write about things <laughs> they're just actively like verbalizing fan fiction essentially yeah. yeah it was a little i read some of it and i was like this isn't a smoking gun but this is not this is not the straightest thing I've ever read about, um, but you know it's it, it seems like it was more about compromise. Mm -hmm. You know, can I get somebody if yeah. if there was a a sense of that going on, um, which may or may not have been obvious to certain people. I do wonder if Nixon saying that was his way of kind of dog whistling it to Ehrlichman. But again, this was not a public statement. This was a statement that was recorded on tapes in the White House between him and his one of his advisors. Still just a ridiculous scenario. Yeah. Whether or not there was actually gay stuff going on at the Bohemian Grove is pretty inconsequential unless you're talking about the compromise situation. Yeah. Which has been argued for a number of things, including Epstein's Island. Uh, that these things were set up to get dirt on officials so that you could force them to do what you wanted. <clears throat> it's hard to say, because on the one hand, what Schmidt says seems like it makes a lot of sense. Mm. And then if you think about it, well, how could you make sure you're going to control the people you got elected if you got dirt on them? And it didn't even necessarily have to be that you had evidence of this happening. If enough people knew that the Bohemian Club was a place where powerful individuals picked up young men, well, you don't even actually have to provide evidence. You're just going to be able to convince a significant number of people who knew about this. It was known in the 80s that this was a rumor. Yeah. You're probably going to take the votes away from somebody without ever having to prove it. You just have to paste their face in all the right locations yeah. now granted there is the problem of this where if it came too widely known or too widely believed that the bohemian grove was a place where rich powerful men went to hook up with young men theoretically all of them could then have their careers destroyed mm. so they if that was the goal they're kind of teetering on the edge here this is a very very like 
precarious position to be in. And it makes it hard for me to buy that story that the Bohemian Club was meant for compromise. Yeah. Unless it was a very, very limited thing that was set up. That this was like a facet or a single aspect. I can't think of it as the the prime focus of why they're there. Now, all of that said, everybody knows about this thing because of Alex Jones. I think I can say that in this video. I don't know about the other one, but I'm going to say, well, we'll find out, won't we? Yeah, exactly. So Alex Jones in 2000, I'm sure all of you picked up on who we were talking about in the video. Did you appreciate the who's that Pokemon <laughs> meme? I thought that might be fun. That was a good one. Um, 2000, he releases a documentary basically saying that these people are all worshippers of Moloch and that this is a secret New World Order organization, that they're all working together doing pagan rituals preparing to take over the world and, you know, take away all of your freedom and everything. i got to say, I'm surprised you didn't do the voice. Oh, yeah, I should have. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, we don't have to put chemicals in the water and turn the freaking frogs gay. There it is. Uh, yeah, there we go. Um, Alex infiltrated the Grove. Like, he actually got in. And I am impressed, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Because there's been a lot of people who have tried to get into that place, and it has not worked out for them. Somehow... Alex Jones managed to just walk his way in. They got dropped off like half a mile down the road into the grove, mm -hmm. then worked their way through the wild, through the the uh, the ravine to get into the parking lot. And once they were in the parking lot, nobody really questioned that they were there. No. I will say, according to the British journalist, I think his name is uh, John Ronson, I want to say. I think that's it. Um... You can look it up if you want. But uh, according to him, Alex was being a little bit over the top, like insisting on sneaking around in bushes and things. And he was like, shocking. We can probably just walk. Sorry. <laughs> we can probably just walk around. <laughs> he was British. Um, no, but they're going to find us. We got to yeah. wear the bushes. We got to be the bushes. Yeah. So from, from the jump, Alex is clearly like convinced this is something much darker than yeah. what his video actually ends up showing. Yeah. What you get is a bunch of poorly dressed, middle-aged white guys in, you know, polos and khakis. Yep. It is the the waspiest thing I've seen in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Kind of just hanging out at what looks like a Boy Scout camp. It, it If you've ever been to a suburban barbecue... Imagine, like a bunch of dads. Imagine a bunch of dads from that barbecue in the woods... Drinking beer and talking to each other. That's, that's literally the video, or at least the first yeah. part of it. Yeah, so nothing super suspicious when you look at it. And I will say that he, he talks about it in a way that he's talking about all of this as if it's so sinister, but you're looking around and it just looks like you're at the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. <laughs> With no costumes. Yeah. That's basically what it looks like. Um... And all the, he talks about interactions they had with security, but none of these interactions with security are on camera. Nope. Now, he does talk to a few people from around the town, from, you know, the locality, who say that they've encountered Secret Service or the sheriff and been questioned as to why they're there. But also, nobody who lives nearby seems to have a strong grasp of what exactly the Bohemian Club is or what the Grove is for. Some of them heard the rumors about child sacrifice. Some of them heard rumors about gay stuff. Some of them heard rumors about people running around naked and peeing on trees. 
But for the most part, they're pretty sure it's all just, you know, a bunch of rich people getting together every summer to hang out. To be fair, that, that second to last one just sounded like a, you know, probably anything that you could find every five feet you walk at Burning Man. Yeah. So. Not, not, not anything particularly weird. I mean, what is weird about this is primarily is the people going. Because yeah. you don't typically think of wealthy, powerful, conservative men as the type to go to a wilderness retreat in the Redwoods and watch some plays yeah no it just doesn't feel like well i guess the whole like cliche of them going to the opera and not yeah yeah i mean we got to remember that you know that you like theater used to be high society it wasn't something that was typically connected with liberalism yep um now it's wicked so that <laughs> what uh <sighs> So, when I say plays, I should probably clarify that what I mean is a ceremony in which they burn the effigy of dull care in front of a giant concrete owl. That is the weird part. Yeah, I think we can all definitively agree it's a little strange. Now, this is presented to us as this owl is definitively Molech, and that that is a child effigy being sacrificed to Molech, and that all of this is some pagan ritual. How explicitly do we get to see the effigy? Uh, we don't really see the effigy. Okay. Uh, there's, there's a shot of what appears to be the effigy in a carriage, but it's basically just a bound bundle of sticks meant to look like a body. Okay. Because I went to the Ramstein concert. Oh, boy. And they they burned a actual baby carriage. Oh! With an actual, like, full-on, like, baby that looked real inside of it. And it was, like, screaming as it died. I mean, the th this effigy does that. Yeah. Part. Yeah. So it's the equivalent of a Ramstein concert apparently it's more tame it is yeah <laughs> i can confirm it's more tame <laughs> yeah so the the whole episode i go into detail about like the exact wording that's used i think yeah. we recited basically everything on the video it's weird they are sacrificing an effigy of this monster that is known as care and the idea is that you have to light it on fire using a flame that is not from Care's realm, which is the normal material world, the urban centers, the world of business and finance. You have to light it using the eternal flame that is in Bohemian Grove. Yeah. And they do this every summer, and it's clear that the idea is that, you know, they bring Care with them, and they have to banish him from their space. They do this by... You know, in this one, interestingly enough, in the original version of the play, we actually are shown how care is killed. Hmm. Like that is that is displayed to us. In this version, we start with care being dead. It's we're told care has been slain and they must burn him. And then care's booming voice kind of calls out and the physical care has been slain. But the spirit of care remains in the air and, hmm. and penetrating everything. So they have to call on the owl to 
just to help them defeat care to tell them how to defeat care uh and the owl is like you can't do it with fire what well the owl responds but i'm i'm surprised it wasn't more accurate of a response with the owl saying who <laughs> we need to destroy care who yeah no instead the owl actually sings no fire three times yep um yeah did you watch it like three yep. The owl's not biblically accurate, so I'll say. <laughs> the owl sings no fire three times and then tells them about how they have to use fire that is kindled outside of the realm of care in the Bohemian Grove. They do that, and then they light the pyre, and it goes up in smoke. Now, here's the thing. The ritual that Alex Jones recorded in 2000 is very different from the ritual as it was in 1906, which is when it was first performed. Yeah. And I read that. Mm -hmm. When it's first performed, uh, we are shown the owl. The owl slays care. Care basically, you know, appears over the hill, and they, uh, they they try to banish care, and then the, the owl kills care. They call on it, shoots a fireball at him, um, and then they they go to you know pronounce him dead and care spirit speaks from a dead tree which is then countered by a living tree that is speaking with the spirit of love and it's love that helps them defeat care and you know there's no mention necessarily of de deities or anything although in a 1907 play they do refer to the owl as the laughter god um it gets weirder the original version also has a uh, a prayer to saint john which is left out of the 2000 version. Mm. No longer are we praying to a Christian saint for intercession. Now Christianity is entirely left out of it. Also, uh, prior to this, we get a, in 1904, we get a play where it's not the owl killing care. It's Apollo. Yeah, there's so many random mythologies and religions that are just mixed together oh, haphazardly yeah. here. Oh, and it gets weirder. Because Apollo is not killing a vague description. No, it's Melodon, who appears to be an ancient Greek demon or god that they've invented for this purpose. Yep. Apollo slays Melodon, but the reason Melodon is on Earth in the first place is that the Abrahamic god and his angels uh, overthrew the old pagan gods... And Apollo wouldn't bow and got cast into a sort of purgatory. Melodon was not welcome in heaven because he's evil. And Satan saw him as too much competition, so he wasn't allowed in hell. So he got stuck wandering the earth. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Apollo then eventually realizes that he had been a bad god. That he didn't do his duty, that he was a bad steward of humanity. Uh, submits himself to the Abrahamic god. <laughs> And then working for the Abrahamic God kills Melodon. So the original version of all of this is Christian. Or at the... Uh, yeah, it's actually specifically Christian because all of this is heralded by the birth of Christ. Interesting. Yeah. So what's weird to me is how a ritual created by artist types mm -hmm. in 1904 became less Christian as the Grove became more associated with conservative politics. You would think that their rituals would take on more and more aspects of Christianity, 
and abandoned the pagan stuff that had kind of been carried on by the less serious, less religious artists. You would expect that the ritual would get more Christian, would be about Christians defeating the pagans. That's not what happens. We get the opposite. This ritual gets less Christian. Yeah. Can't say why. I don't know for certain. But that struck me as weird. Not saying that, you know, there's anything wrong with, with you know, deciding that you want to be a pagan. Like, that's that's your prerogative. But it's weird under the circumstances that it got less Christian. And then there's the stuff that Alex actually says. I will say this much. When I look at this, that is clearly a pagan ritual. Whether or not anyone there believes it, it is a pagan ritual. It is modeled off of pagan rituals. It is supposed to look like a pagan ritual. They are referring to an owl god. They are they are asking the owl god for guidance. It's a pagan ritual. I cannot prove that anybody in that grove actually thinks that they are invoking the power of some pagan god. Mm. I can't prove that. At the same time, I find it a little difficult to believe that not a single person there actually does see this as a pagan ritual. Especially the people who are running it. The yeah. people who are sitting in the audience are probably like, this is just some silly pageantry, it's a tradition, we're opening yeah. up, this is harkening back to our roots. They probably aren't even aware of the ways in which this ritual has changed. Yeah, it's probably more along the lines of like, oh... Care means that we're getting, like, we're, we're burning away care so that way while we're here for the weekend or whatever, we're not going to care about anything mm -hmm. outside of it. We're just going to chill. We're going to enjoy the time away from all of our other responsibilities and just, you know, have a good time. Yep. That is probably how the vast majority of the attendees see it. Yep. However, theologically, they're worshiping a demon. This is, this is kind of what I didn't want to say in the Friday video. Interesting. Is that from a theological standpoint... They are worshiping a demon. <laughs> and what is the technicality there that makes that actually accurate? Uh, it's, it's not intent that seems to matter with, with this kind of thing. How so? This is hard to explain. Um, by being there, mm -hmm. they are contributing. Mm -hmm. And the, this is how you would look at it from a, a theological and demonological standpoint is by being present and participating mm -hmm. their, their energy as part of this is directed towards that God, whatever it is. They don't have to intend on that. Yeah. They just have to be there being involved. Gotta remember deceit and trickery are totally tools that are used by demons in in theology from basically every other every religion is that demons are known for trickery yeah they don't need everybody there to actually be on board with the ceremony they just need them to be actively participating now if you don't believe in demons if you're not religious none of that matters if you do this is a problem <laughs> this is not a good thing because what is that owl god supposed to be? And in what ways have these people accidentally pledged themselves to it? And how might they start to feel if, you know, something starts going badly in their life and somebody tells them, oh, you've angered the owl god. 
might they actually change their behavior? It's possible. Again, the reason I didn't bring this up in the video itself is because it's such a loose and ambiguous set of rules yeah. that tend to govern how demons work, regard depending on which religion you're even talking about in the first place. So it's hard to, to, to bring this up and to give a consistent argument for it, other than to say that it seems like somebody deliberately set this up as a pagan ritual to worship some sort of deity, and by participating even passively, these people are contributing to the ritual. Again, I'm not saying that that necessarily matters at a individual level. I don't like it yep. because I do believe in this stuff. Mm. So for me, I look at it and I'm like, there's a spiritual danger being created here. But again, that's not, that's not something that everyone's going to have a concern about. Yeah. I do still find it weird the whole concept, but I don't find it to be quite as bad as Alex Jones is suggesting it is for some very specific reasons. First of all, he's very clear that this is Moloch. He's also very clear that the vast majority of the people there don't seem to actually know what's going on, mm. but that some of the really high up and important people seem to be involved. The deity is, is not Moloch. Moloch is never connected with an owl. As far as I can tell. And uh, Moloch may not even be a deity. I was going to say, what, what is the context <laughs> on Moloch itself? Yeah, so in the Bible, there are a couple of verses that say things like, do not give your children to the fires of Moloch. Traditionally, it's been held that that is the, an, an Ammonite deity, because there's an Ammonite deity named Milcom, whose name is spelled nearly identically, hmm. um, especially the first two letters. Now, Hebrew is not an alphabet, it's an abjad, so it doesn't have vowels. Uh, you have to interpret what the vowels are from the context, which I don't understand why you would structure a language that way when you have the option not to, but... Um, That's from someone who never grew up around Hebrew having to learn it or anything. This is news to me. This is shocking. And for anybody who has ever had to go through a bar or bat mitzvah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's it's more... Wow. It's a bit more complicated than English, and it's part of the reason that Trent, like, in that translating the bible out of hebrew yeah is kind of hard to do um and Could why it? and why there's so many parts of the bible where you see a word in italics that because that word is implied <laughs> kudos to anybody who has learned it because that is impressive it's a very very difficult language um it seems that moloch could in fact be milcom just mm -hmm. spelled a different way okay for some reason it also could be a form of sacrifice, which would be specifically uh, burning infants alive. Uh, now, oh. now the thing is, a lot of people have gone, oh, well, that's just, you know, that's just the, the ancient Jews writing about, you know, the exaggerating how bad their neighbors were, blah, blah, blah. No, the Romans and the Greeks wrote about this too, because the Carthaginians did it. And the Carthaginians practiced the same religion as the Canaanites, because they were Canaanites. Um, they were Phoenicians who moved to Carthage. Mm. Uh, so, there is a god named Moloch, or at the very least there's a god named Milcom, who is represented also as Moloch, who likes child sacrifice. Uh, it has also been identified with Baal, who is the chief deity uh, of the Canaanite pantheon. Now, Baal also can just be a term meaning king or prince or god, 
but there is a specific deity named Baal. Uh, that deity, as we know from the Carthaginians, like child sacrifice. And the way that it would be done was that you would uh, anoint the infant in oil and incense and herbs, and then uh, you would slit its throat and throw it onto a funeral pyre with a smiling ceramic mask. That's horrifying. Yeah. The Carthaginians were not good people. Clearly. Um, they did some messed up stuff. They also had a temple on, uh, I think it was Sicily or maybe Sardinia, where um, you would basically send, noble houses would send their daughters to be sacred prostitutes. Wow. Yeah. Man, Carthaginians really were like really capable of saying the phrase we live in a society yeah and a lot of people thought for a long time that the romans were exaggerating or making this stuff up and then we started finding like urns with the charred bones of infants yeah yeah it's not good um human sacrifice also not a super common thing back then in the near east this was like a specifically Canaanite practice that was. What's the deal with the Canaanites? Like, where did they come from? They were indigenous. They so... But why were they so barbaric in relation to all of the other? The Egyptians, the Hittites, the Mesopotamians. We don't know. No idea. Couldn't tell you. Well, hopefully, historians and archaeologists and everybody working together to put the puzzle pieces of the past in order mm -hmm. will find out someday. Yeah. So, it in my opinion, the reason that Alex Jones thinks that that was a child effigy that they're burning, I think that's confirmation bias. I think he thought this god was Moloch, and so he looked at the effigy, and despite the fact that all accounts describe it of, as being man-sized, he looked at it and said, he looked at the program, which shows an artist representation in which the effigy looks a little bit more child size um yeah, <laughs> yeah. um i think that that was confirmation bias i think they're not burning a child effigy so it's also not moloch he also uh jumps from canaanite to celtic which is not really a leap you can make the two are not connected one is a semitic religion and the other is a Indo-European religion. They're really not connected, as far as anyone can tell. Mm -hmm. And he also mistakes kind of who the Druids were and what they did, and said this was an ancient Druidic practice. Druids, of course, were a class. They were not specifically just Celtic priests. They could also be lawyers, doctors. Typically, they were cross-trained. They were mm -hmm. multidisciplinary. Um, they were also deliberately illiterate. Interesting. Yeah, um, because they didn't want anybody being able they didn't want to write any of their stuff down so that nobody could steal it oh that's right yeah, um and as we know now the more you have access to writing and reading information the less memory capacity you tend to have um because you don't need to rely on it oh that makes sense yeah we as, as that's the reason that ancient poets and scribes could recite thousands and thousands and thousands of lines of poetry and that it was easy for them was because a they'd spent a lot of time working on it and b they didn't have nearly the access to written material, so memorization was far more important. Yeah. So they learned to memorize things in a way that we do not. 
That makes sense. Um, yeah, so that's you know that's that's a, an ancient ancient practice. They, he claims that the druids would sacrifice live animals and then read the flames of the burning live animals to do divination. Yes, Celtic druids did practice divination. There's evidence that they may have used flames. Very, essentially nothing to suggest that they sacrificed specifically live animals. Mm -hmm. That seems to be something that Jones came up with himself. Um... I don't, I don't know if maybe he was looking at, uh, maybe he was looking at Wicca, but even then, I don't think Wicca talks about that either. At least not the modern version. Maybe they say that in the ancient times people did that, but mm -hmm. the, the modern stuff, not to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was, there was one other thing that bugged me about it, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but we're pretty close to question time anyway, so I'll maybe maybe it'll come to me but if we want to switch then i know there's a lot of super chats yeah uh for those of you who uh are not familiar and for those of you who would like a reminder we are going to switch over to super chat question sure. time which is essentially just the time where we will go through the super chats that have been submitted thus far answer those questions uh comment on those comments and then once those have concluded we'll skim through and see if we can find any questions that were not super chatted uh the super chats are just a good way for us to consolidate yeah. questions oh that's what it was is i was gonna i was gonna make the point that the previous play that seems to have so you had the cremation of care ceremony and you had the uh the apollo mm -hmm. story in 1904 those are separate in 1906 we see them mixed basically I can't tell for certain if the Mask of Apollo was performed again after 1904, mm -hmm. but it seems like they took the Mask of Apollo and the Cremation of Care and mixed those together into one ceremony, in which case the Owl would be Apollo and Melodon would be Care. The one question I did have in relation to the Cremation of Care thing and the fact that it's technically, theologically, mm -hmm. um, not summoning, but uh, praising a demon, mm -hmm. essentially... If it's something, if it was a, a being that doesn't, it blatantly doesn't exist because we have the evidence that it was manufactured, mm -hmm. how does that apply theologically? Um, well, that's the question is, is it a manufactured God? They're not praying to Melodon. Melodon's the manufactured one. Yeah. So it seems like if this is a sacrifice to any specific deity, it's Apollo. Mm -hmm. That is not the most evil god you could be sacrificing somebody to, to be fair. Like, like honestly, if you're going to pick any pagan god to follow, Apollo's a pretty decent one. Yeah. This is not a guy who is known for being particularly awful. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that, you know, what, what really matters is, is the sacrifice and the number of people there to observe and revere it. So what's happening is the, the idea here, if you were to suggest that this was a pagan ceremony that was using a number of, uh, you know, basically unknowing onlookers to increase the potency of the ceremony, the idea would be that they are participating because they're all told to cheer for the, the owl mm -hmm. and to call out to the owl and all of that. So there's that. Um, and in doing so because the owl is identified as Apollo by the priests, therefore everybody in the audience is praying to Apollo mm -hmm. would be the idea is that you're basically taking all of these people's energy 
and how and their participation in the ceremony they think it's the owl the priests know the owl is apollo mm -hmm. apollo knows apollo is the owl yeah therefore they extend to apollo makes sense would be the idea got it to, to put it in layman's terms fair enough all right the first question is from girk roleplay for 20 dollars. thank you saying uh just wanted to put this here early but for the better aiden what is your and he's purely saying that because you haven't gotten him the monarchy thing yet <laughs> Uh, what is your favorite Corsair model? AU-1, F4U-4B, uh, 4P, whatever. I like the F4U-4s, particularly, I, I remember liking the C a lot, uh, but I know that's technically also the B. Um, yeah, I like the 4s a lot. They're probably my favorite. Thanks for the question. You know what? Uh, Eldrin for $5.71. Love it. Uh, the best thing involving New York is Escape from New York. Yes, I still see it. It's I've seen clips of it, not the full thing. It is a fun movie, and I want to watch the full thing, so we can probably do that together at some point. I brought the boy. Uh, the boy's here. Uh, Ryan Whitcup for $5.37. You know me. Thank you. Listening while I produce a video. Thank you, Woo! boys, for the entertainment. While I do, enjoy $4.63 in Chupacabucks Chupacab cryptid <laughs> currency. Thank Love you. it. Uh, John Deere Boy for $10 says, This redacted is feeling more like secret info, not Yankee White. Getting to watch my two favorite Aidens go off the rails <laughs> constantly is making me feel better. At least somebody appreciates the ADHD. Yes, exactly. Uh, K Android for $10 says, Kroger brand Sam and Dean have survived. JK, love you guys. Love it. To, uh, leave it to politicians to corrupt everything they touch and squeeze out the pores. <laughs> I do, yeah. I do really quickly want to address something. Somebody did point out the very obvious issue of it being an owl when mm -hmm. Athena's right there. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that this this confusion occurred because the owl was already the symbol of the club. Yeah. And it seems that Apollo was already the the guy that they wrote a play about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, it, it should have been Athena. It would have made a lot more sense. It, well, if it was Athena, I'd... I'd be a lot more cool with that. Be like, yeah, if you're gonna worship Athena on my watch, yeah, like, the go goddess, for it. the goddess of wisdom. Like, yeah, you like know. if anybody, Athena, please, Athena, love her. Uh, Tim J forty or ninety four, sorry, for five dollars says, "Hey, Mr. Mattis, I was curious if you had a chance to read through my faith based question that I emailed you." I have seen it. I have not had a chance to look at it yet because all of the research for Ancient Apocalypse had me working constantly this week. By the way, next week's video is on Ancient Apocalypse. Boop. Boop, boop. Uh, Rhonda Burke for $19.99. Thank you. Since I'm most likely one of the oldest viewers, age 51, and a loyal follower, I'm putting in my application for the Lore Lodge <laughs> mom. Love y'all, and it's been great to see your channel grow. Thank you so much. We have we have our own moms at the moment. We do, so we'd we have, have to discuss adding a third. Yes. But we are open to the possibility of growing the ranks. <laughs> Uh, Richard Henderson for nine ninety nine said, "Been around since your Mothman podcast episode. That was a long one, yeah, that was ages ago. Wow. wow. Uh, and I love how far you've come. Keep up with the good oh, work. Thank you. Yeah, thank that you was a long much. time ago. You you've been around a while. Yeah, that was back not this past fall, but the previous. Last, I think. I think it was last summer. Was it last summer or last wow. spring? Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for five dollars and thirty two cents. You know me. Uh, so a drinking club went dark for a few years, starting in nineteen thirty three. The same year Prohibition was repealed? Is there some connection there? <laughs> I, it does not appear to me that there was a connection because it wasn't the drinking that went dark. It was the memberships. Mm. It seems they were Fair. definitely drinking through Prohibition. <laughs> uh, Kelly, official data for $3.69. Thank you, sir. Uh, Thank you. The turn, you said. I don't, I don't, 
I don't know what the retracted message was, but uh, they're turning the freaking frogs gay. There it is. Yeah, there we go. Uh, the next one is for 690 from the same individual, telling the official data. Uh, Alex Jones was allowed in and, and able to show what he did because it's a distraction from real conspiracies of government activities. That I could actually believe as as a thing, but I would also not believe that Alex knew he was being allowed in if that was the case. I, I would I would think that he was not aware and that they knew he was trying to infiltrate and just yeah. they let him in. Yeah. Wouldn't I, put it past the British media. No. People who were involved to tip somebody off. No, no, no chance. Heavy Burn Man for $5 says, we need a who are they owls in mythology video. That could be a fun one. Oh boy, yeah, it's actually one we could do because they are all over the place. <laughs> uh, all dragons are sluts for $5.41. Thank you very much. You know, I know, it's incredible. Every mention of the owl kept bringing uh, bring the stolas from hell of a boss into my head. The true stolas doesn't match this owl, but it's all I can see. Stolas. Are you familiar with that at no. all? Interesting. We'll have to look into that. Uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for $5 says, Would be cooler if the owl sang Where is the Love by the Black Eyed Peas. You're not wrong. Rather specific, but... We have to fully like... agree with you on that. Yeah, it would have been cooler. Be a lot cooler if you did. Uh, Juliana Mizrahi for uh, 5.99 euros, I believe. Tell me if I'm wrong mm -hmm. on that. Uh, Apollo in some interaction of the Orphitic Mysteries helped assemble the ashes of Zagreus for him to be resurrected by Dionysus. Apollo, in some interaction of the Orphitic Mysteries, helped assemble the ashes of Zagreus for him to be redirected as Dionysus. There is a lot I don't know about Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah, fair. It isn't, isn't your I, specialty, but... I know the surface stuff. Same. I read the Percy Jackson novels. There you go. Yeah. Love it, um, love it. Uh, Norberto Rodriguez Jr. for $5 said, So if all the creatures of mythology are or were real, how would it be all explained as to how it all happened for the whole of the last 2,000 years? Well, that's a whole video in and of itself. Essentially, it's asking if, if everything in mythology is true, uh -huh. how would we explain that? Which is, that's like a, that's its own a, show. Uh, so if all the creatures in mythology are or were real, how would it be explained as to how it all happened for the whole of the last 2,000 years? Well, it would be a lot more than 2,000 years if they're all real. Fair. We, we got stuff going back to, I mean, the Copper Age at the least. And then we've got stuff that may or may not be sculptures and paintings of deities from the Stone Age. So I... I don't know what Laura Townsend said or why one of our mods deleted it, but I'm going to message the mod and ask what it was. Fair enough. We'll come back to it. Uh, Dakota Leach for $5 said, Longtime viewer, first time dono. Thank you. Uh, could the laws against hunting Bigfoot be the government acknowledging the existence of Bigfoot? My initial reaction is potentially, but it is probably more likely that they recognize that hunters are not always... Uh, the best shots, nor are they always the best at identifying what they're trying to hunt. So limiting the amount of bipedal targets that they have yeah. on their list is probably for the best. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. I think that it's definitely to avoid hunters or more accurately, overzealous uh, cryptozoologists yeah. from shooting at people. Yes, because there are hunters who accidentally shoot people because they were aiming at a deer or what they thought was a deer. And then there's Dick Cheney who accidentally shoots his friend when aiming at birds in the sky. 
Dick Cheney's the only man alive who could shoot someone in the face with a shotgun at point blank range and get away with it. And also somehow not kill him. Yeah, that's also weird too, isn't it? How the hell do you manage to like? Great questions, aren't? I they? know it was birdshot, but come on, man. <laughs> they want the awoo. The um, awoo. See, it might the mic might clip it, but I can try for you. Archie, can we get in that? That was a good one. Well done, good boy. Very good boy. Uh, Sierra Montgomery for ninety nine ninety nine. Whoa! Thank you, Sierra. Thank you. Uh, sent an owl. An owl. Oh, Love it. Love that. Uh, also, your first super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, Pumpkin Bear for two dollars said, "Did you look into the Stolies demon from the seventy two book?" Uh, I have not. No, but I I assume that's what was being talked about with Stola earlier. So I'll take a look at it. Um, Fair. Uh, just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Laura Town and sent another one for forty nine ninety nine. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, theory: Giant Owl is actually an apocalypse pinata. Oh, I guess pinata. it looks like there's a four, so I'm guessing there was a list of things, and we're missing one things, yeah. two. So uh, we'll go with we'll start with three and we'll theories. Out. Yep. <laughs> uh, Giant Owl is actually an apocalypse pinata stuffed with Tootsie Pops. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that'd be pretty solid. That'd be, that'd be pretty How many fun, looks it take to get to the center of a conspiracy theory? Somebody did um, say that they thought that it was the uh, the owl effigy was actually just the owl from that Tootsie Pop commercial. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for I had a Tootsie Pop since the two thousands. <laughs> Same. Oh my god, I kind of want one now. <laughs> like, Are they still really? Can you get one? <laughs> we got to find I out. So. Uh, for emailing you Lore Lodge podcast drinking game official rules. Spoiler: It involves Aiden touching his hair and saying "fair." Wow, we're gonna get wasted pretty quick Ooh. if it involves me doing that. We play this and we play this and then we film <laughs> and then other Aiden flexing about his college degree. <laughs> Fair. I flex about the degree in one video. Oh, that's so funny! In one video, and it becomes a thing. That is so funny. Oh, my allergies are killing me right now. Uh, Plaz for $2. Hi, Plaz. Uh, the owls are not what they seem. Watch Twin Peaks. I've seen most of the first season. The best part about that show is the soundtrack. By far. It's it's a good show, but the soundtrack's incredible. Um, Cakes for $9.99 says, uh, Dantavius has a video about Freemasons, the Italian mob. It's called How a Secret Society Took Over an Entire Country. It's very interesting, and I'd love to see you go over it on stream. Uh, I believe I actually did react to that video on Twitch. And? Um, it wasn't the Freemasons. What was it? It was a lodge ah. that was started by people. It was a lodge that was started by an organized crime group, I believe. Got it. Um, I want to say it was like Prudence Lodge or something like that. Uh, that basically ended up you know, being a front to try and overthrow the government. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Girk Roleplay for $5. If says, it's the one I'm thinking it is. Fair. Also, I put something in the Discord general chat. You guys may like Thornberry version coming soon. I want to know. You, you um, pull it up. I'll I, I will. Uh, Richard Henderson for nine ninety nine says, In your opinion, was Loki in Norse mythology written, at, written oh in as a stand-in for Satan because the Norse stories were written by Christians and wrote it to fit their beliefs. Oh, here, here's what it is. Uh, this is clearly from a video game. Uh, the Lore Lodge, No Faction, Aiden Mattis, 
Uh, Mattis Click Christian Progressivism. <laughs> progressivism? Put the Wendigo on trial? What is this from? Is it a character? You gotta tell us what game that's from, but I, I'm curious. He said, it's, he said it coming soon, possibly, maybe something I'm working on. The only request I've had is that you don't call me a progressive Christian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. God, I who see... am I? Brandon Roberts? Ugh. I don't even know who that is. I'm curious to see my version. That'll be fun. Um... What do we got? Uh, yeah, so what were your thoughts on Loki as uh, standing for Satan in Norse mythology? Because, as they say, Christians wrote it. Uh, their beliefs. Yeah, so first of all, the Norse had extremely high literacy rates. We don't necessarily have a ton of writing from them, but the fact that they had a literacy rate of about 50% in the medieval period, mm -hmm. which is astonishing, yeah. suggests that there was a lot more writing around than we know about. Mm -hmm. um, they also wrote a number of things down on runestones. Uh, and it's important to note that even a lot of the documents we have today that aren't about religion, but are just historical documents... Basically, anything that was written before the 11th century, yeah, we very rarely have complete copies. And it's usually like one or two in the entire world of a lot of these older texts. So we don't know precisely how much, uh, you know, guys like, uh, uh, God, what was his name? Uh, Sterling, Sterling Sigurdsson, I think it is. Um, we, we don't know how much written material they necessarily had to work with, but even if they had none, uh, it's unlikely that they were, that, that Loki is a stand-in for Satan. The two have very differing identities and goals and motivations. Mm -hmm. Um, and Loki, you know, appears in other mythologies from like, uh, you know, Germanic mythology mm -hmm. as well in his own forms. Um, the the likelihood is that these that, that they were definitely christianizing to an extent but the norse mythology seems less christianized than some of the other stuff we get because mm -hmm. it was one of the latest that's the other thing is people forget that the norse didn't convert until several hundred years after most of europe had mm -hmm. so they had their stories around much closer to the date that it was actually recorded mm -hmm. than the Celts did or the Germans did. Interesting. So that, the, that's the long answer. The short answer is no, I would not say that, that Loki is Satan. Um, though there, there may have been, there may be stories where things got mixed around a bit, but the likelihood is that all of the Norse stories as we have them today are extensions of their original versions hmm. um there might be some that are invented and reinterpreted but i i wouldn't i, I would say there's not enough evidence to suggest that loki was added in Fair. by christian writers and why add in loki and keep the rest the way it is it's it just doesn't make a ton of sense yeah, um no. and if you're going to christianize a story typically you actually christianize it the norse stories are not very christianized Casey Scherer for 989 said, Bohemian Grove, isn't that what Queen wrote that song about? Uh, I saw an article arguing that. Um, I couldn't find any evidence that Queen actually did write the song about the Bohemian Grove. Fair. Um, also, the song doesn't make a ton of sense. 
to be about Bohemia Grove when you listen to the lyrics. Um, I read a theory that was about uh, him coming out. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Nice. But, like, Scaramouche, for example, is a, you know, like, early modern, late medieval clown. Hmm. Like, there's an actual character from folklore. Fair. Um, Christian Pambano Bennett for $49.99. Hi, Aidens. Hi. Hi, Mom. You? Thank you. Um, Assassin71 for $9.99 says, Love you guys for putting down and putting a spotlight on big myths or mysteries that are already solved and focusing on truly mysterious or strange things. Looking forward to the next 411. Woo! Thank you. Thank now, you. We try, that's, that's one thing I try to do is I try to find specifically stuff that it is actually unsolved or has not yeah. been covered. We try to. Uh, Jacob Hudek for $2 is celebrating their first Super Chat. Thank, Thank you. you. Laura Townsend for nine ninety nine says, uh, five. If you have not seen every film John Carpenter has ever made, I dispute your, dispute your film degree. I'm 53 and dabble in short films. We should hang, live in Washington State, but happy to bring my equipment and fly out. Fair enough. Uh, I, would, I would counter and say that I did meet Roger Deakins yesterday. So I think that puts me somewhere. Um... I, I think that gives me a little bit. But, uh, yeah, always looking for collaborators. And ideally, you know, we can get some short films moving. And ideally... Yeah, that's one thing we want to do. It's just a matter of getting it done. Within the next two to three years, we plan to do our first feature. So, you know, we'll see what we can do on that regard. Uh, it's going to be a probably a crowdfunding thing. Uh, we've got the script. We're working on it now. We're refining things. And yeah. obviously, you know, with my day job of producing and directing commercials and everything like that. You know, I'm cutting my teeth a little bit to get myself uh, a little extra experience before diving into something as hefty as a feature. But yeah, yeah it should be fun. We're looking forward to making those steps. Um, Assassin71 for 499 said, also love the Weird Bible Podcast, has brought back my love for uh, love for my faith and renewed Aww. interest. You guys are my church and do better than any near Aww. me. Well, thank That's you. Very kind. Thank you. Agamemnon's jib bag for five sixty nine. You know me, you know me. Uh, Shyamalan twist. Mr. Jones filmed the whole thing in a timeshare he was tricked into buying. <laughs> Honestly, would not be shocked. Uh, I love that. That is hilarious. I'd love to see that skit. Alex yeah. Jones stumbles into a timeshare and gets swindled into mm -hmm. buying it. Somehow yeah. ends up making a profit. <laughs> yep, somehow. He's the only one. Uh... Master Chef 314 for ten dollars. Thank you. First time donating and was introduced from Weird Bible. Had That's you... one of the funniest Halo references I've ever seen. What? Master Chef 314. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh have you seen The Chosen? And if so, what do you think? If not, uh, I think it is an interesting show. I haven't, but I feel like I've heard about it. Uh, uh The Chosen, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um I've seen some mixed reviews. I uh, I, I do plan on watching it, and maybe we'll even do a, a video on it for Weird Bible. But yeah, I, I do plan on watching it. I've heard good things, and I've heard bad things. The bad things have not at all been about the acting or the writing. They've been about the theology. Um, but they're also so, from some like notoriously conservative Christians hmm. who don't really understand storytelling. So um, Fair. I'll, I'll judge for myself. I've heard mostly good things. Kellen, the official data for 499 said, AJ was most likely not in on it. He's what's called a useful idiot slash patsy. Yeah, he is yeah. a little bit like, um, oh God, what's his name from an idiot abroad in the Ricky Gervais show? Oh, uh, 
Carl. Carl Pilkington. Who? He, no, I just got, I just yawned. I was, I just got hit. I'm tired. Oh, I thought you were being, uh, no. So you're being the owl. <laughs> I finally broke him. It took two years, but I did it. Just keep reading super chat. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Pumpkin Bear for $2 says, Donation goal, hot topic shopping vlog. We can do we, that after we, we do get have the, yeah. <laughs> hot topic shopping vlog while wearing the Make Windowsy Great Again hat. Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. We got to do that sooner than later because eventually that's going to fall out of, like, the public knowledge. Most of the people. What, hot topic? No. Oh, the Make, make Windowsy Great Again. Yeah. yeah. Um, Norberto Rodriguez Jr. for $2 says, What would be the myths on coyotes? gonna have to look into that one i know that coyote is a character in a lot of native american myths though so i will have to look into that one hegemonum's <laughs> gym bag for five dollars and 13 cents love it why are onions and veal the only foods that make me cry onions are because it hurts to cut them and veal is because it reminds you how much you miss her i thought veal was gonna be because it's a baby cow no, I just thought it would have been, like, you know, more fun to suggest that veal was an important meal in a relationship. Ah. You and I are made upset by different things, it appears. <laughs> uh, Juliana Mizrahi for 11.99 euros. Please tell me if I'm right on that. Yeah, that's right. As someone with an arts degree, it's ridiculous the number of people involved in occultism in the art industry. Just in my college, people were messing with some heavy stuff. Yeah, I can confirm as well. At my school, there was it's that weird. going on as well. It's weird. I don't get it. Uh, think about the type of person that generally goes into the arts. Yeah, but still, like, I, I feel like it's... People reject... I, I feel people go into the arts and, like, you know, reject their their upbringing and go through that rebellious phase and everything. Mm -hmm. But also, humans are so hardwired to have a belief system mm -hmm. that they then look for something else, but it obviously can't be Christianity. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be Judaism or Islam because, I mean... Yep. It's hard to convert to Judaism and it's also too mainstream. Islam. If you don't if you find Christianity too conservative, Islam's probably not gonna be much more liberal, um, to say the least. So I think a lot of people look for, you know, something that and the fact of the matter is, so much of the occult is like mashed together mm -hmm. at this point that I think it's it's something you can dabble in and and enjoy without having to take it too seriously because and that's mostly yeah, what it is yeah. yeah i think it's there are some people who get very serious about it and i respect that but mm -hmm. there's a lot of people i think who just kind of see it as like a fun silly thing to dabble in yeah not realizing that it could have actual consequences <laughs> um uh the white trash panda for five dollars and three cents love it uh, the most reasonable non-conspiracy explanation for Bohemian <laughs> yeah. Grove for just some dude, go. Yeah, I, I mean, the most reasonable non-conspiracy explanation is a bunch of nerds putting on a play in the woods. Like, that's when you think about it, most of yeah. the really hyper-successful people are the people who grew up the nerds, the outcasts, <laughs> things like that, who had a chip on their shoulder or were insecure and they needed to find yeah. that drive within them to feel like they were complete. And thus, they are driven to do yeah. things that are successful, uh, hyper-focusing on certain elements of their lives while leaving other things behind. Yeah. They get a lot of money, they get a lot of power, and then they go away together in the woods. And at the end of the day, they're still 
the yeah. dude from high school who nobody liked and they were into D&D and they want to have fun <laughs> with their friends in the woods. And so they're like, and you know, they did theater until they got bullied out of it. And so now they get to just go and throw on a play and burn an effigy of something that represents them getting rid of all of their cares of the world and allowing them to slip into a, a non-real, uh, you know, mindset of let's let's just be here, be present, and have a little fun with it. That that's my take. I, I think mine would be kind of similar. It would be, you know, typically conservatives are not allowed to indulge in some of the more fun and, you know, whimsical aspects of existence. Yeah. Because of social status, and these people are also wealthy and powerful, and probably can't safely go hang out with the common people. No. Um. Which, you know, I, I will give them credit on that. Yeah, that's true. Um, in order for people of that status to go hang out in a normal campground, they'd have to have, like, a lot of security, and it would probably have to be a special event with, like, limited access and everything. Yep. This way, they can all go hang out in the woods for a couple of weeks with their buddies and not worry about security, because they all have one big security protecting all of them. Um I would say that's probably the least conspiratorial one. And the fact is, I think that for most of the people that go to the Bohemian Grove, that's why they're going. Mm -hmm. Is really just, you know, this is the only two weeks out of the year that these kinds of people can take off. Yeah. And some of them don't even go for the full two weeks where they can actually genuinely go and, you know, let loose. Yeah. And then I think there's some people there who are interested in some very bad things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the two can be simultaneously true. Yeah. Uh, Canadian Jesus for a Canadian 550. <laughs> um, well, it was nice knowing you guys. I didn't know both of you had such a history of poor mental health. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll just put this out there now. Despite any hardship I've had in my life, uh, I have always wanted to live as long as I possibly mm -hmm. can just because my genuine curiosity of where humanity is going to go. Um, so if for whatever reason that is somehow cut short, just know that it was not my decision. While my mental health is extremely poor, I am far too stubborn to die. <laughs> so, I love how mine's so optimistic. It was like, I just want to see how things go. And you're like, you can't do it. <laughs> Try me. It's not going to work. No, I would. You know, I'm, I will not allow myself to perish. <laughs> um, so if I do, it was not my doing. Oh, God. Glad that's on record in, in front of a live audience, at least. Uh, Jacob Hudek for $5. 500 uh, witnesses. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Does it surprise you that Alex Jones was potentially hyperbolic in a report he made? Not remotely. Not even slightly. Yeah. The thing about Alex Jones is he'll he'll have like a little nugget in there. Yep. And then he kind of takes it to the wildest extreme. Like, for example, the, the turning the freaking frogs gay thing. Everybody laughed at that, but there was a pharmaceutical company releasing chemicals into water that was causing fr frogs to transition genders. What was the meme? It's like he's he's a little lost, but he's got the spirit yeah, or something like, like that. It's like, like that's the frustrating thing is is every once in a while <laughs> you're like, damn it, yeah, we got it. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like it's good that you're looking into shit. Maybe stay away from the whole Sandy Hook thing. But like, yeah, this, you know, this this is the constant trend that we're seeing within the stuff we research is people ask really good questions and then try to answer them, and that's where it goes wrong. Yeah, the questions were great, the answers you came up with were very bad. Yeah. <laughs> It seems like a lot of these people are not really familiar with the object of peer review. Anyway. Oh, it's a mod for Hearts of Iron. The thing Gurk sent. Oh, cool. I want to see more. 
Um, Sean Easton for four ninety nine says maybe the real window C is the new. The do we want to read that? Mm. <laughs> we'll let you find that in the chat. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Suffice to say, we laughed. <laughs> we did enjoy. We'll not be reading it though. No. <laughs> Thanks for keeping me on my toes. Uh, Vagrant for one ninety nine says, "Would you guys ever do a video on Baba Yaga?" Yeah, sure. I mean, the only the only thing preventing us from doing videos on folklore anymore is that the last couple times we did it, uh, nobody watched them. Yeah. And of course, nobody watched them now means 45,000 of you did, but that's, which is cool. But at the same time, that is a hit in the algorithm. Yeah. That, like, we we might have to start prepping you guys like three weeks in advance and be like, okay, yeah, we're doing a folklore video. You need to watch it or we can't keep doing these. <laughs> like, Either that or we're just going to have to make them Patreon exclusives. Yeah, which, I mean, is an option. It is an option, but it's ironic that this channel started as a folklore channel, yeah. and now we can't do folklore. <laughs> a, little, a little upsetting. Uh, All Dragons Are Sluts for $5 says, How often when researching off Twitch do you stop and sigh or rant when watching <laughs> some of these researchers? Watching the live rants are great. Uh, stop and sigh? All the time. <laughs> rant to myself now um fair i might there there have been times where i've sat there and kind of like talked myself through what they're saying like to try and just get it out into the universe so i can properly process mm. but for the most part uh no i i usually don't rant <laughs> fair. party like 1776 might be one of the best usernames i've seen in a long time so thank you for gracing our feed with that for $11.57, and you even know me too, you get it, thank you. Hey, y'all, love the show. Used to live in Mazatlan. 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 Uh, Mazatlan, Mexico. Mexico. Uh, while there, had friends from a village high in the mountains where the girls would average 5'10 to 6'2 and guys 6 to 6'6, six, six, all genetically Mexican, just tall. That's yeah. Interesting. I, I mean, the, the Dutch are the same way, where it's yeah. just tall people for some reason well there's like four different like genetic groupings within mexico yeah as of right now right because there's the well i mean a ton of mexicans are mixed yeah spaniard oh yeah yeah but the, the main American. four is like there's the the spaniard group there's the uh the lower central american group yeah uh and then there's two more i can't remember but yeah, yeah it's people who are call. descended from mexico versus uh the more south american central american groups uh, um, yes. And then the Northern Native Americans as well. Got uh, Ori Clough for nineteen ninety nine. Thank you. Forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, I, so just, just to really quickly point. address that one, though. Yeah, that's that's kind of my idea regarding things like Bigfoot is just one possibility is that there's tribes of just genetically bigger people who over the years got bigger and bigger and bigger in the stories. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Ori Clough said, I forgot what I was going to say, but take, my, but take my money. Well, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> uh, we will. <laughs> Steve Lyons for 556. Thank you. You get it. Uh the Clinton's honeymoon and voodoo ritual trip question mark. A tulpa can create a thought form or a god form using willpower and belief. The Charles experiment. Are these just all things you'd like us to look into? I feel like that's correct. I think so. Um the the tulpa, sure. Charles experiment I haven't heard of, but sure. I am not touching the Clintons. Because I fear for my life. Yeah, I'm not going to touch the Clintons because then they're going to touch me. There's, oh God. Uh, 
I mentioned I mentioned the way we were referring to about you know exiting early, but I'm know. not sure that I believe that. <laughs> oh, I did. Um, no, I mean I'm not sure that that's how they touch you. Oh, fair um, enough. Yeah. I, <laughs> as far as things I am willing to to go into, I, I am more afraid of the Clintons than I am just about anything we've ever looked at. Yeah. I'd, I will not go further than to say that. I'd go for the CIA before the Clintons. Yeah. Legitimately. We already have. <laughs> a number of times, actually. Yeah. So that says that says all it needs to. I don't trust politicians in general, but the Clintons in particular are just very scary people. Yeah. Uh, Vagrant for one ninety nine. Baba Yaga or Gilio video anytime soon. Well, we did just talk about the Baba Yaga. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of the same thing. Is the folklore stuff is kind of hard to do because it's it's tough for me to spend a week researching this stuff, putting it together, then a few hours shooting it, then he spends you know hours editing it to put it up, and YouTube is just like, eh, we don't really feel like showing this to people because we've decided that you're a conspiracy theory channel. So it's it's frustrating, but yeah. you know we'll. We'll see what we can do. I'll probably give it like one more folklore video. Yes, Plaz. We'll see how it goes. Plaz gets it. That's where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacob Hudek for $2 says, Long O, by the way. Hodek? Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Keep it in mind. <laughs> uh, the White Trash Panda for $2.02. Thank you. You get it. Donation goal. Matching Windows C tram stamps. Uh, somebody mentioned this. I think it was in the Discord. Mm -hmm. And I said... They said, would you do it for $40 or 400 I couldn't remember which, but I was like, maybe 400 grand. Yeah, you'd have to pay me a lot of money to get a tramp stamp. Yeah. A lot of money. Like a lot. Like probably more like in the millions. <laughs> you'd have to cover the best if I can get it removed, to get removed. If yeah. I can get it removed, we'll talk lower numbers. <laughs> but the removal must be funded. Yes. Uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for ah. it went away for five sixty nine. Thank you. Uh, to the Archimedians out there, <laughs> this white claws for you. <laughs> Love that. Let us know what flavor you're drinking, please. Yeah. Uh, Laura Townsend for four ninety nine said other explanation. They saw the making of Return of the Jedi and built a lodge to hunt Ewoks. You know what? I wouldn't be shocked. I'd I'd buy it. I would go if they had the speeders. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, hunting Ewoks would be a dangerous job. You ever play uh, the the Star Wars Battlefront mode where you're being hunted by Ewoks? No, but that sounds terrifying. like a nightmare fuel. It is horrifying. Oh my god. It's quite frightening. Juliana Mizrahi for Euros 249. Do a video on theosophy. Oh, oh we will. <laughs> yeah, we will. What? We're getting there. Uh, for brief context, what is theosophy? Ah. Uh, uh, um, dude, that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, to put it the most simple way I can, having not done a super deep dive into the stuff yet, mm -hmm. um, it's a group of people who believe that there are a group of ascended masters who are from uh, an ancient time who communicate with. Uh, living, uh, basically, people who channel them to reveal sacred information. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. There's a lot of scientific inaccuracies to it because it developed during the 1800s primarily, 
and back when we didn't know as much. So it's one of those things that, like, you know how with uh, with some religions we keep figuring out what certain stuff was mm-hmm. and what it represented and that things were actually there that are mentioned in religious stories? Hmm. Theosophy is the opposite. Basically, they had a real head start on all the other religions and still got science wrong. Jesus. <laughs> Also, real quick, I saw somebody ask in the normal chat, uh, do a lore lodge on uh, something in particular, and I will say, that is the only thing that scares me more than the Clintons. Wait, what was it? Oh, what was it? <laughs> and yeah, I, true. I will confirm. Did you, know, is... did you know the Scientologists have a Navy that you sign up for a one billion year term of service? Uh-huh. Oh, my mom's really big into the research on that. If we ever did a video on that, I guarantee you she would be able to do, like, tell more than anything we'd be able to find in a week on research because she has been following it for decades. It's wild stuff. It's, it's the Sea Org. It's yeah. the, and it's, yeah, there there is... The Space Lord Xenu. There is nothing genuinely that scares me more than Scientology. So, good luck getting us to talk about that. Anyway. Uh, Cal or Girk Roleplay for five dollars says Monarchy V One is complete, hey, and I am posting it. it in general. I'll take a look. Finally, uh, also that is from the mod, the new order uh for the game Hearts of Iron Four. Also check Discord. Ooh, did you do this one? I'm excited. Kellen, the official data for one ninety nine said PO box. Yes, I finally opened it up. Yes, we it do have one now. Box nine three seven in the Phoenixville Post Office, uh, Pennsylvania one nine four six zero. We are going to actually start posting to Deeper Lore. And one oh, of the things we're... brilliant. That's gorgeous. Show the people. It might not focus well enough, but... Yeah, there we go. That's incredible. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we are going to, once a month, be doing a fan mail unboxing video on Deeper Lore. Yes. So if y'all have an interest in sending us things, we have an interest in accepting the things that you send because we love the idea of fan art. We've gotten uh, some in the past. If know. Jack Garcia is in there, uh, we we have your shoes and we're filming the unboxing this week. Is, I think your uh, knitted crochet thing is in the other room. Yeah, I think it's in the other room right yeah. now. But yeah, that was awesome. Loved when you sent us that. Some people uh, have sent us some stuff just digitally that was really cool that I posted yeah. on my Instagram. So if, if you're an artist and you do fan art for us, I will. there's a good chance I will end up posting it on my Instagram yeah. um, and tagging you. So Same. And you, will, you might get followers from it. <laughs> and if you have any vinyls you want to send over, I just started getting into that. So, uh, Continuous, for an Australian $5, I believe. Double question here. When can uh, can you con Wendigoon to join the calendar? Note we may rally for it. Also, thoughts on Lucifer TV series. Um, highly unlikely that Wendigoon would join us, but we... We will extend the invitation. I, I will see if he's interested, but I will say this much. If he does it, he probably will contribute something not akin to what we are contributing. Yeah. <laughs> I would guess that his his contribution would likely be more comical or deeply unsettling. Yes. Uh, <laughs> fully agree. Uh, also, thoughts on Lucifer TV series? I, I enjoyed it. I watched it during the pandemic. Not all of it, but... I saw a fun. few episodes, and it just felt really cheesy. It was. Like it's total cheese ball. Also, thanks for your first. Like here's yeah. here's the thing. Supernatural gets cheesy, but Supernatural doesn't start off cheesy. No, the first five seasons are very much their own kind of like yeah. glorious thing. And from what I could tell, Lucifer just kind of started out cheesy. Yep, hundred percent. So I I can do cheesy if I'm if I'm 
you know, gently led into the cheese. Yeah. If you hit me in the face with the cheese off the bat, I will probably not keep watching. It's like putting the frog in the pot yeah. of boiling water versus putting it in water and then turning on the mm -hmm. burner thing. Yeah. Christmas loving engineer for 502. You get me. Thank you. Uh, been re-listening to old podcasts occasionally while working, and I am happy for the growth of y'all's channel. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. We're happy for the growth of the channel, too. <laughs> we are as well. We hope to continue to grow. Agamemnon's gym bag for $2 says, Watermelon, but I drink the worst first. What could possibly be bad about watermelon? I just don't understand. Oh, the White Claw. Oh, right. Thank you for the reminder. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I like the mango ones. They're good. I like the mango and the black cherry. Those are my favorite. Oh, yeah, they were good. Yeah. I haven't had a White Claw. Well, I'm not bad either. Honestly, I have, I, I personally, you know, I don't mind White Claw at all. There's nothing wrong with them. Anybody, I, anybody who crucifies you for what you drink, um, yeah, they're either just being genuinely playful or they have problems. <laughs> uh, Plaz for $10 says, if you start looking into occult stuff, some decent places to start are Doctrine and Ritual of High Magic, Affilius uh, right. Levi, uh, Liber Null Psychonaut, Peter Carroll, and right. Sefer Yetziara, or Mystical Kabbalah. All right. Fair enough. Certainly some places to look. Definitely places to look. Uh, uh, Arkabrata Dada Roy Chowdhury, forgive me if I butchered that. Retreatery? Uh, for a currency I'm not familiar with. And 43 of it, but the message has been retracted. There's a lot well, of thank confusing things that happen there, but thanks for contributing nonetheless. Uh, the White Trash Panda for $5.07, you get me. It was me, and it that was, was 4000 yeah, uh, Right, yes. Removal is fine as long as there's video evidence of the tat. Fair enough. I would consider it. We'll find out. <laughs> you also were very easy or very quick to dye your hair. That's true. So... Uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for $20 says, you're going to get so many letters written in clipped magazine letters, I'm excited. Dude, I went on dates with that hair. Go for it. How did it work out? Actually, not horribly. I think I had more success dating when I had the frosted tips. It might I need to re-examine some things about my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> Potentially the places you were meeting the people. Yeah, that's true. Um... Yeah, uh, so in terms of the P.O. box, please feel free to send us anything that you're interested in sending us that uh, won't go bad in the mail and won't kill us. Yes, please don't kill us. Also, if you send stuff that will kill us, the Postal Service will probably find it and get and, and you will be in big trouble. Yeah, so, it's a P.O. box, not a direct mail thing, so I think they... Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. Also, all mail gets scanned, yeah. so... Um, don't put anybody in harm's way. Especially people. Also, if you attempt to kill me and fail, I will find you. Mm hmm. So. I'm confirming that from his yeah. perspective, yeah. Anyway, you know, all I'm saying is if you're going to try and kill me, get the job done, or it's going to not go well for you. Yeah. You know. I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't we know? Uh, Oyster Boy. Amazing <laughs> username. I love that. For $4.99. Any chance of Christians depicting Vikings with horns was inspired by some depictions of the sea people? No, but for a reason you wouldn't expect, which is that Vikings were not depicted as having horns by contemporary Christians. That was a later change that came during, I believe, the Victorian era. 
Um, something about the Victorians that you need to understand is they did not do a very good job of actually studying history. They just simply made things up because they were dirty and smelly and wanted the past to be dirtier and smellier than they were. And what are you laughing about? Because your threat of if you try and kill me and fail, uh -huh. I will find you. They took as don't tempt me with an opportunity to oh, meet no. you. <laughs> This is backfire in unexpected ways. <laughs> right. Uh. It's literally, it would be like you like get into this training montage and then you go to whoever tried it and then they, you just oh, bust open the door and they look at you dead in through the door when they go, so this has worked just as I planned. <laughs> Spins the chair around. Yeah, like, yeah. Somehow has Archie on their lap and is stroking. <laughs> yeah, and Archie, Archie looks at you and speaks. You have no idea what you're comprehending. <laughs> and you're like, Archie. And then I wake up in a cold sweat. Yep, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first you say a woo, and then you wake up. Uh, Juliana Mizrahi for five or five ninety nine euro. Uh, stop making me spend money. Gersum Sholem <laughs> is a good on Kabbalah research. Oh boy, yeah, that's one I haven't quite dived into yet. I need to do it because it gets referenced in Freemasonry a lot in in certain Scottish rite texts. Um, also, Vivi Trent, you're good. We know. <laughs> what did she say? Uh, she was gonna say pull, gonna pull a Ted Kaczynski on y'all, J.K. <laughs> Literally, J.K. Please, I'm just kidding. Okay, we know. Um, Bobcat for $20 said, Here you get yourself some Wallapompack Brewing Co. beer on me. Yes, Wait, please. Where, where is Wallapompack Brewing Company? So Wallapompack is up by Honesdale. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, uh, the lake is a 40-minute drive east from there. Got it. Uh, I know Honesdale because uh, outside of it, a uh, family friend has some space, mm -hmm. and we like to go camping and stuff up there. It's very fun. Man, how do you get space this close to Earth? You'd be surprised. Black holes are surprisingly <laughs> effective. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder if they have any, because we're down outside of Philly. I wonder if, do you know, are you aware if they have it down here by chance? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, Miller117 for $10 says, yeah, the science religion also scares me. There are multiple people I know that have come back to town, completely different people after going to the day camp. I assume that's about Scientology. I believe so, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, Scientology seems not great. <laughs> there are people that should look into it. There, are, but it's we uh, we do not have the ability. Maybe someday. I can I can do a video on it. That would. Yeah, why not? What are they gonna do? Is Tom Cruise gonna show up at my house? I'm going to ask you to do some research first before you decide to do a video on it. I'm a Freemason, remember? I'm higher on the totem pole of New World Order. I'm going to ask you to do some <laughs> research first before you decide to make a video on it. Are you scared? Yes. Oh my God. Unironically, yes. Of all the things we've gone over, this is the one that frightens you. Mm -hmm. is the people who think that there's a space lord Xenu and that you, you know, you join the navy for a billion years. Again. I'm what are they gonna, what, what are they gonna do to me? Are they gonna science me? Again, I'm gonna ask you to do some research before <laughs> I will. you it's just like, it's, it's a silly little cult for people who want to follow a science fiction writer. It's a lot more than you think. 
they, what they, is it a, a, a tax scheme no they have like actively ruined like hundreds of people's lives just because they um anytime you start to vaguely look into them and try to con- like tell that they're say that they're bad people mm-hmm. or anything along those lines they have people that will actively go out into your community and door to door plant seeds of like conspiracy that you're like either like a pedophile or that you know that you're like abusing your spouse i don't say that they're bad people i just said that they seem like a silly little group of lads which is how it appears to me yeah it's it's what's with those big gold medals they are of all the topics we've ever done or considered Mm -hmm. doing they genuinely are the ones that like i would not want to touch you're making this way too tempting for me. I know. <laughs> like, now I really want to do it. Let's let the ship get a little bigger before we Let's say, say okay, fuck. okay, okay. But yeah. Um <laughs> You guys have been declared subversive people. Yeah, that's the last thing I need. That's the last thing I need. Oh god. Uh what else? Uh Abracadabra! Oh, uh, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Science me? <laughs> that should go on a shirt. That's going on a shirt. <laughs> and then they kill you. <sighs> Again, I am too stubborn to die. <laughs> Ryan, you're right. I do have to do that. Um. Uh. I love me. All right, there we go. I texted it to you, so I remember to put it on nice, the shirt. Nice, love that. Oh boy, okay, uh, next one. Arcabrada Dada Roy Chowdery for <laughs> again. I, I, you let me know what currency that is. Okay. Uh, hey y'all, I know it's a hell of a tongue twister for us on Amy. I, I hope I got it right. Just call me Arca. Arca, cool. Uh, just All wanted right. to say, love your videos. By the way, occult stuff and black magic is a big in India. You guys can look into it. Ooh, that yeah, actually sounds like a pretty yeah. cool thing. Is that is that where the name is from? Is it Indian? Are you? Is your Family is the currency from there, or is you... the currency Indian? Uh, yeah, let us know. There's details that we want to know about you, your mm-hmm. name, and your currency. Uh, content continuous uh, for an Australian five dollars, I think. When's the next weird Bible podcast happening? And will you touch base on Ezekiel? There's a passage there that confuses me. Also, most messed up four one one done that Ooh. we've covered. Uh, the next weird Bible should be the final Thursday of this month, which I believe is next thursday right uh check on that really quick um no i guess that's this week uh so it should be this week if not it will be the following but it will either be this week or next week i will speak to isaiah and post about it i uh, this week cool uh he said it is indian cool uh gotcha. heavy burn man we got that one oyster boy for 499 said uh by the way or byw i think to avoid confusion my name is in reference to blue blue oyster cult not the other thing i didn't even know what the other thing was i don't know I what the other thing blue is oyster cult based on the umlaut yeah i i just i figured it was that or you just really liked oysters yeah that's fair oysters are good some people vibe with the oysters man they, they are great food the oyster vibes uh rupees right okay that makes rupees sense. okay yep Party like it's 1776. Love that for 572. Love that. Uh, they're a group of silly little lads, but they are silly little lads with enough enough money to buy a small country. Why don't they? They do. 
They have a country? No, but they have, they essentially own all of Fort Lauderdale. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that not common knowledge? Because they make it so it's not common knowledge. Why? How does... This is why I'm saying do the research. Okay, listen, no, but now I have questions about why we're focusing on Disney. <laughs> like, Ron DeSantis is down there like, we are going after Disney for being a manipulative corporation that abuses the tax code. And I'm sitting here like, what about Scientology? Because he, too, is afraid of the Scientologists. Oh, my God. This is bl this is blowing my mind. You better not. If if I do the research and I find out that you're believing some dumb blog like Ancient Origins, I'm going to smack you. Oh, I'm not. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll offline about <laughs> it. Uh, why not put the surfer, surfing cowboy for two dollars? Said why not put the folklore in the deeper lore channel? We've considered it. It's mainly just because it takes so much effort to research it that yeah. we want to make sure it actually is worth the time. Because any this uh, concept in op economics called opportunity cost, um, any time that I spend working on a folklore video is time I could have spent working on a conspiracy theory, a cult, a missing four hundred one, and when it comes to the channel's revenue, I mean this is our this is our business, this is what we do for a living. Yeah. Any of those videos are almost certain to get at least a hundred thousand views, if not you know a, a quarter to a half a million. Yeah in the first couple months they're up the vampires video is sitting at forty five thousand. uh i think it's been a week since that came out a little over a week <laughs> what? paladin's templar said for 189 storm fort lauderdale they can't science us all wait it fucking <laughs> limited our ad suitability again what the hell that's so annoying it says it's under review all right, I'm going to scream at Google for that because if we end up losing revenue on that video because it got marked for ad suitability later, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I'm looking... Um, yeah, the Vampire video only has 45,000 views, whereas the, the the Illuminati one has almost 100,000. 174, 476, 134, 114, and then 334, 229. Like, we have to go back to the Banshee video... Um, which is the pre the last folklore video after before the vampire <laughs> one, and the banshee video has been out for two months and it only has sixty seven thousand views. Yeah. Um, the rake did okay, but that's kind of the thing is you know we we have to prioritize the content that is going to do well over the content that might might be more interesting, but YouTube's algorithm doesn't want to show its people. And if we were going to do it on deeper lore, it would essentially have to be like once a month max just in order for him to prioritize his researching time. Yeah. Uh, and also just to be able to balance out like how often we can do videos. Cause in terms of like week, one video a week is really about as, as yeah, much as, much we, as can we can do. Yeah. Um, um, from a time end standpoint, hang on, I have to, I, I still think it's kind of crazy that we do one video. A it's week. a I mean, lot. It's a lot, we, but we have to, in order to be sustainable at this yeah. level, it'd be um, nice to be able to dial back to three videos a month and then, one on the other channels yeah would be would be awesome yeah um we're hoping to get there sooner than later i mean we have the other channels set up it's just a matter of being able to balance things out to that regard um laura townsend for 499 favorite part uh is end of the podcast when aiden wakes up the other aiden system begins its evening updates and slowly shuts down i assume that means me in relation to the fact that the first 
uh, section of the video is mainly you covering the topic that you covered the previous Friday, and then me asking occasional questions and whatnot. And then I wake up and read questions. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Bobcat for $5 says, you don't get the other oyster reference. Do I have to go down there and make you two watch Police Academy? Uh, I don't know if you need to make us, but apparently we are lacking in culture with oh, which boy. we sure are being expected of having. And I'm sorry to fall short of your expectations. But ideally, in the not-too-distant future, I can regain your hope and trust. Um, tell me where I can watch Police Academy. I'll give it a watch maybe this week. Was it on the... Uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for $10 says, Fort Lauderdale is full of the olds. Checks out. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of a couple of the other things people are saying, um, again, just goes back to the ability to do yeah. the folklore stuff. Uh, with the time that we have and also on the channel with the visibility that we would want and or need it to have. Yeah. Sorry to get distracted for a second. It's just I had to tweet at Team YouTube about the video getting restricted again because... Yeah. I, I gotta say this, and you know, it's it, it's gonna, you know, maybe YouTube's gonna get pissed at us for it, but YouTube has been treating creators horribly this year. Between the totally screwing up the algorithm and costing everybody, a, I mean, our revenue dropped by like a quarter. All because of the shorts thing. Right? All because of their shorts push. Yeah. And then their response, whenever you have a problem on Twitter, they're like, oh, just tweet at Team YouTube, we'll help you. And then it's some stupid automated response typed in all lowercase to make it look like it wasn't automated. We all notice it's the same message every single time. YouTube, get your shit together and support the people who make you money. Because if we don't make money, you don't make money. Stop screwing with us. For the love of God. Um. But yeah, so just... In case anybody at YouTube ends up seeing this stream, you know, maybe cut some slack. And it's not just us. It's Wendigoon, Swamp Dweller, Darkness Prevails. There's all sorts of different people in this genre who keep getting screwed over because YouTube can't follow its own rules. And at the same time, I mean, if it's... Like, good God. If it's ad suitability because of the content within the videos and there's a shadow adpocalypse happening right now that, you know, the creators aren't being made aware of exactly just like, let us know you know it's uh, it's we're we're happy to communicate and figure out solutions to these problems it's just a matter of clarity and proactivity and working together in a a communal and yeah you know cohesive manner and if you don't i'll take your kneecaps <laughs> you'll science them today. yeah i'll science them i'll do it <laughs> um laura townsend said yeah we've lost other aid no he was just no i just needed to tweet really quick yeah. uh because because that's the thing is the the longer i don't make them aware of that the longer the video stays restricted yeah, yeah. um get the but, url posted really quick too for that link um uh derek harris for ten dollars says love your content and keep up the great work thank, thank you. you and thank you for your first super chat uh but yeah we'll probably start winding down now because that's the end of the super chats that have come in thus far and we still need to finish recording this week's video yeah so most of the way through it but there's a little bit more a little bit left all right yes good good um okay <laughs>
Ugh. Oh, I do want to see Love that. getting stressed out by YouTube at the end of things. But yes, thank you guys so much for hanging out. One what? sec. I do want to I want to react to my Oh, did they send in your uh your thing? I believe so. I was told I was told that it was in general. Let me find do you oh, if you guys from LinkedIn. Yeah. By the way, if you guys don't follow our account on Twitter, it is at Lore Lodge on Twitter. We're probably going to start posting clips of videos on there, and I also occasionally just post like Lore Lodge related stuff. Okay, it says Pan Africanism, no elections. I don't know what those mean. Pan African, and then it says Long Live John Mayer. That's amazing. Oh my Pan African. What I got I think he I got progressive Christianity and he got pan Africanism. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean technically. Uh oh thank you, Ryan. He said, uh, thank you for the entertainment. Here's a little more. You're keeping me sane in my endeavors, but I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Well, thank you. Brittany for two dollars said show feet. It's gonna cost you more than two dollars. <laughs> it's gonna cost you more than two dollars to see the piggies. Um <laughs> what I will do is I will show you Archie. Brittany, don't go starting to try and get us to make an OnlyFans. That's that's a dangerous road to begin to walk down. <laughs> He's so cute. He's adorable. I know what you mean. He's just chilling. He is. How many dogs? How many dogs you ever meet? Or just chill? Not many. Yeah, you're a very chill little man. All right, well... Let me put him here. Cameron Hughes for $5 says, if you're worried about making more content, you can always bring more people into fold, have a bigger team, teach them your research process. We've considered it. We've considered it. It just, he, it. Yeah, I'm a little particular about yeah. my research. Which is a good <laughs> um, thing. Which is a very good thing. And genuinely, all the production and post-production stuff, I can handle. Um, and I'm also kind of particular about that I, stuff as well. So it's just a matter of the fact that we're not big enough to really justify bringing more people on as of right now. Yeah. And where we are looking at bringing more people on is like social media management and yeah. like email campaigns and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, handling the, the admin and comm side of things. What are you growling about? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you sound like. Look it down. Look it down. He seems pretty happy right there. Okay. Well, you can sit here, I suppose. I just need you to sit instead of like whine. There we go. Oh, that's your good boy. Where's your Piggies, tail? they call dogs. That's incredible. <laughs> All right. Well, in any case, we do have to keep shooting a video. We probably got another 45 minutes to an hour left, so yep. we want to get on that. Um, but thank you guys all for watching. Thanks for hanging out and supporting the channel. This means a lot to us, and we are grateful for your attendance. Always. Um, with that said, like I said, uh, you can follow the Lore Lodge on Twitter at Lore Lodge because uh, we'll be posting more over there soon. And if you want to catch uh, any of our my Twitch streams, I do that Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Tuesday is typically Paranormal Night. Wednesday we usually do it'll be Tuesday will be like Paranormal or Unsolved Mystery. Wednesday will be Analog Horror, so we'll watch through and discuss some of that. And then Friday is usually Conspiracy Theories. Yep. So uh, if you want to catch that content over there, I just qualified for partner. Hopefully I get it. Um, so going to be over there a lot. <laughs> that said, thank you guys for being here. We will see you on the next one. Bye, guys.